Life happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. We started having a conversation with Yasmin Engelbrecht a few weeks ago. She's a life coach, psychologist as well, and she was teaching us um, what she's calling a system that allows all of us to get exactly what you want. I mean, isn't that what we want? To get exactly what you wish for in life. It's it's a it's a seven-step system that she's been taking us through. And what we did last time when we spoke to Yasmin is, I promise you, we, we were getting there, but we were stuck on the one, number one, on the seven steps. It was so informative, and we really, really loved having your calls because it is through your journey, through our lived experience, that we were able to learn what exactly does step one mean. And so I'm going to ask you to call again and, and you know, call us with whatever it is that you wish for she'll frame it better and and we'll try and work through with Yasmin to see if she can help you 011-714-2006 all right Yasmin Engelbrecht is on the line with us this afternoon good afternoon Yasmin thank you so much for making the time to talk to us Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Oh, by the way, I, have, I forget to tell people that online she she's called a wild shrink. So, you know, we can <laughs> just thought I should I should throw it in there because, you know, you sound... I was warned. <laughs> I was warned by my friends in marketing that that name, that, that domain name and that name will severely limit my clientele. But if it's about authenticity, hey, that's what I am. So, so those who are afraid, do not be afraid. Oh no, don't be afraid. <laughs> She's the wild shrink, and so you know you can imagine what we'll be able to talk about. Absolutely anything and everything. So, Yasmin, we started speaking about the your seven steps uh, of the path to authentic desire. Let's maybe help us go through the seven steps uh, before we start taking the lines. Sure, sure, sure. And you know, Pimelo, you were saying like, I mean, all we want in life is to get what we want, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if you, if you watch your thoughts, if you just like kind of witness your thoughts, all you are doing all day long is thinking about what do I want? Yeah. What do I want to eat? Yeah. What, do I want, what, what kind of clothes do I want in my wardrobe? Um, what kind of car do I want to drive? Where do I want to live? Um, uh, for many of us, like, what's my next step in terms of my spiritual evolution? Oh, man, I, I, mm. I want that hot man. Mm. You know, whatever it is, we, it's all desires. And basically, the system is saying, hey, you know, we, we get little pieces of information, chunks here and there, stuff we pick up on Facebook from our, our wise friends, yeah. from informative books, and they chunks of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so we, we want a system, a roadmap. How do I get what I want? And I loved what you said in the beginning. It's like we all want to get what we want. Yeah. I mean, can we do it? Not only can we get what we want, but we, we are supposed to get what we want consistently. Mm. It's our birthright. So the big question for me has always been, there's media, there are all kinds of influences, all right? Mm. And, and sometimes with that comes what you think you want. What you think you want. Oh. And, and the question then is, how do we know what we think we want is actually what we want? In other words, the authentic desire. Well, the, the the worst way to experience that is to get what you think what you, that is to get what you mm. think you want, mm. and then you get it. You then you're like, huh? 
Like really? I thought like, I want that. Do yeah, I really? I'm not inspired. Yeah. I'm not motivated. I'm not feeling the thing. I'm not feeling like what I thought I would feel. And this is one of the, I mean, in our first step, which is identifying authentic desire, identifying what you would want in the absence of fear is about making that distinction between authentic desire and fear-based desires. And of course, most of us live in fear-based desires. We do not know the difference. And that is why life is as hard as it is. Is it because we are brought up to fear certain things? So in other words, there are labels to certain things. So if you don't do this, you'd be irresponsible. If you don't do that, you'd be this. If this is how it's supposed to be done. Is that where the the, the fear-based desires come from? Yeah, and can I add there, and, and for especially women, oh, doing that is selfish. I mean, yes. that is yes. such a loaded one. I mean, you can spend years in therapy trying to work through this, this issue of selfishness. Mm. So, yeah, it definitely starts there. But think about it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's layering upon layering. It's family. It's, it's, it's gender. It's race. It's it's the country you were born in. It's the milieu we live in. Everything we we swim in fear, and wow. so and so trying to cut through all those layers of debris. It really is layers and layers of lies and dirt over us, and we need a way to slice through all of that to the heart of what we want. Because if we don't. We can get what we want, and we often do. Mm-hmm. But then we reach there, and boom! It's like it's like almost like starting at the starting line again. But mm. this is not what I really wanted. Actually, I want this, and on and on it goes. And I woke up the other morning, you know, a little insights, and I thought, wow, there's not a lot of this life left. You know, mm. <laughs> I want to get it right, mm. and I want to show people how to get it right. Mm. You know, so we want to cut through all of that, so that these these fear-based desires don't just keep on taking us onto this winding trail around and around where we kind of almost chasing our own tail. So that we can live your authentic life. Oh man. And how many of us can say we live our authentic lives? Okay. Robbie has been the first person, you know, to pick up the call. I love this Robbie because you were so quick. Uh, Robbie's calling from Northwest. Good afternoon, Robbie. Good afternoon, ma'am. How are you? I am so well. Thank you so much for calling, Robbie. Not too bad. Uh, a very interesting topic. Mm. Uh, I want to break the chain of poverty in my family. The, the chain of? Poverty. Poverty. Okay. In my family. Okay. Is this your mm. th- what you call authentic, your desire, Robbie? Yeah. Growing up having nothing and seeing my children almost at the same age, almost not having what I thought I would be able to provide, is putting a lot of stress on me. And I don't Mm. want them to go through life as I did. So, can I ask a question, Yasmin? Yeah. Robbie, is, is this your desire or is this your desire for other people? It's my desire also. Okay. How old are your children, Robbie? Uh, the one is two and the other oh. one is seven. Seven. Okay. Yes, me. Go ahead. 
Okay. R- Robbie, just by the way, I'm being naughty. You know, you, you, you said, hello, ma'am, to Pamela. And I was just thinking the other day, it's amazing how that point where you move from miss to ma'am, you know, <laughs> you go into the world, hello, ma'am. And then it becomes ma'am. And very soon it'll be, hello, go-go. I was just thinking, oh, man, life. Yeah, what you going to do? <laughs> but, uh, Robbie, thanks for calling in. I mean, it's brave, right, to put it mm-hmm. out there. Um, and, and, and uh, yeah, let, let's dig around and, and figure this out a bit. So, so the one thing about authentic desire, and actually this is the second step, right? And the second step about authentic desire is extracting the heart of the desire. And so we want to be really, really specific with language because language is the you know, words are the only thing we have, right? Well, thoughts are the only things we have to create this world we live in. And thoughts are words. We think in thoughts. So words are really powerful. So we're going to be starting with just uh, drilling down in terms of language, right? So the first one is, let's convert this. You want to break the chain of poverty. Um, if you broke the chain of poverty, what, where would you be? What is the opposite? What's the flip side of poverty for you? Put that in words. I want da 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 da. The opposite of poverty. Your words, Robbie. I want uh, a family business for my children, so that they don't have to struggle to go and look for work. I want a place I call my own. I want to be comfortable. I want to retire one day and know I did my best. Oh. Mm. And 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 all noble desires and and for those following because um, I think a lot of us, especially when we do webinars where we do very similar things, people then go back and, and apply for themselves. So, so one of the things to note here, when you're in step two and you are trying to extract the heart of your desire, you have to work with specificity. Now, everything has a particular vibration. Everything has a particular kind of languaging around it, a neural network that belongs to each little thing. So we always want to be super specific. So, 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 Robbie, you're talking about I want a family business. I want to be able to, uh, something to call my own. I want to, to be able to retire. I want to be able to know my kids are okay. That's like about four or five things kind of meshed into one. And this is, this is the thing that often happens to us where if we don't understand that we actually need to, to, to sift out one, then we're working with four or five things, and those variables intermix in ways that can get very confusing for us to kind of uh, draw in what is required, the components to make this thing happen. So we need to break it down to one thing. That is probably going to be really hard for you. From everything you've said, I want a family business, something to call my own, I, I want to retire, I want to know my kids are well. Choose something that is resonating the highest with you right now. One thing. Robbie? Family business. Pardon? Family business. No, family said. business. Okay. And so the next step, actually not the next step, just drilling down again. I- any idea what type of a family business? Do you have a specific yeah. thing you want to get into? I started whatever resources I have, I put into a building that I'm building already. Uh, I'm starting somewhere, so yes, uh, irrigation, plumbing, and yeah, pumps in general. So it's sort of like a hard, but a specific type of. Okay. 
so, so you want so you so you're in uh, irrigation planning that's the kind of business you 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 want yes. okay and 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 if you had that family business what would that be like i mean if you really had it you got it the family business and, and i'm i'm assuming when you're saying family business you, you the kids are quite young it's just you at this point working in the business right me and my wife because ah uh, oh, got you got you Yeah, yeah. So, 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 if you're saying I want a family business, and it really happens, you and your wife are 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 fully employed in this business. What would that do to your world? What would that be like? Why do you want it? Let's put it this way. Yeah. A sense of calm. A sense, a sense of, of calm. Of calm. Mm. A sense of peace. Sense of peace. Knowing that if I pass. There is something that will put bread on the table because of I'm teaching my wife also these things. What is a pump? What is this? What is this? So that I want my children to go also in it and know it from childhood what the business is all about. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, Robbie, what I'm hearing is that um, you're very clear about what you want, mm. as in. the family business uh, irrigation plumbing uh, you you want the kids to have the lives the life you didn't have um when we so clear about these things uh, and and forgive me here what i'm hearing is clarity but not excitement i'm so, hearing a lot so are you hearing logic yeah and i'm hearing logic and i'm hearing the how like yeah. we spoke about the last time. Yeah. Now remember the difference between how and what is this. When we work with how, we are assuming from the vantage point I am at, mm-hmm. I know how to get this thing. <laughs> so 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 it's going to be family business, it's going to be irrigation, it's going to be plumbing and then the kids and then they're going to grow up in this and then and all great plans and that's how the world works and we need that logic. Yeah. The problem is If you apply that logic too early, yeah. it actually puts you on a trajectory that's often a fear-based desire. Let, let me reiterate this. We are all at certain vantage points and yeah. to assume we know <laughs> how all of this is going to pan out yeah. and why it's going to work mm. and this is the formula can hurt us in the long run. Now I'm not saying there isn't a place for that. There that we we coming to that. That is uh, that is a clear place for that step 5 in the system. But in the first few steps we need to actually drop the belief that we know how we need to talk about what do we want and and the, the only thing i've heard here that sounded robbie more about heart and what you want and dropping into the the real stuff as opposed to logic and head was when you spoke about calm and mm, peace mm, mm. you robbie if if we can maybe work it this way what what i think we are trying to say is that drill into the what what you what you're looking for so what you are saying as yasmin was saying is the the calm and the peace and you will be at peace knowing that your family is secure that's what it sounded like right yeah. financially and so is it possible that you are really seeking that um i suppose the reassurance 
or that peace that you'd speak of it as peace, knowing that your family is secure? I don't know if there there's more clarity to that, but it sounds a little bit like that's what preoccupies you. The fact that your family needs to be financially secure. And, and Robbie, maybe, maybe consider this, play with this for a second. If, if, if I said to you, maybe your authentic desire, and this is what Pimelo is also talking about, maybe your authentic desire is simply that I want to live in calmness and peace. Mm. Now, if that is the case, mm. Robbie, stop there for a second and just take yourself there. Like, what would it feel if you were living in peace? calmness what would that be like what would your world look like if you were living in calm and peace anything comes to mind of what your world would look like uh it's a world when i won't want for nothing i won't stress about tomorrow mm. uh mm. i'll be just in the moment mm. and i think i'll be free at this point i can't be free I don't have uh, retirement uh, savings. Uh, I'm going to be naughty. I'm going to I'm going to cut you in, Robbie. And, and I should have told you at the beginning. I'm going to be very naughty and cut you in <laughs> because of the limited time. Forgive me, brother. It's not cool to get cut in like that. But you okay. see, what you did was you said I I would feel mm. in the moment no stress. Mm-hmm. And 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 let's let's be honest. When you're in the moment and no stress. Doesn't life just flow so beautifully? Things just come to you. People want to ask you about business and they want to give you opportunities. And then you said, I can't be that. No, 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 I can't be free. No, 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 I can't because, look, I don't have a, a retirement yet. Family is not sorted yet, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what I'm putting to you, and this is maybe where we can stop with, you know, and, and maybe give you this as a little kernel to think about until the next time, is that what if, You've got to offer that before you get the, the, the retirement annuity, etc. Meaning, what if you actually have to be able to access that feeling of that calmness and peace that will make you feel no stress, that will put you in the moment? What if it is required that you feel that before you can have what you want? Now, most of us say we've got to have what we want, then I can feel the peace. And I am offering, and it's a revolution in thinking, and it is actually what is. So hard for us to believe because of all the BS we've bought into. However, this is the reality. If you cannot offer that first, then you cannot, you cannot hope to have what you want. You've got to offer the emotion first. You've got to offer that feeling of, I'm living in calmness. I'm living in peace to be able to access that in order to then have the next step. Robbie, what I think you you need to think about is you acknowledge it so well. The fact that you are stressing about the, 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 the insurance and all of those things and the money is robbing you of the peace and the calm, right? Yes. So if you stop stressing about that, you may find that the peace will come sooner than the money, right? Yes. And perhaps after the peace, the money will follow. I'll try that. That's fantastic. I love, <laughs> I love your open-mindedness. Thank you for calling, Robbie. Yeah.
Thank you. Thank you. He's laughing. He's smiling. My gosh, he sounds sounds like a different man. He sounds like a very changed man from when he started the call. Thank you, Robbie. Thanks for taking this. No, it made a lot of sense. So thank you, ladies. Let me try this. Absolute pleasure. It's 2.30. Let's take a quick break. I'll be back with Yasmin in a short while. Let's go to Uzi Lesaku for the latest in headlines. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Life coach and psychologist Yasmin Engelbrecht is with us, and uh, we are going through a seven step system that is going to allow us to get exactly what we want out of life. So we had a caller before the headlines. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. Robbie, uh, Yasmin, absolutely touched me. I don't know how you want to reflect on Robbie. Yeah, you know, um, well, you, can I just say the way you put it so beautifully that maybe peace comes before the money you know Mm. Uh, you just encapsulated it so well there Pamela yeah and you also noted the change in Robbie by the time he got off the call and I always find this very interesting how quickly our attitude mood vibration if you will changes Mm. when we start talking the real talk if Mm. you will Mm. and when when you're dealing with the system you're dealing in, 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 in working through the debris and hitting truth. So the whole system actually works on the power of truth. Mm-hmm. And, and when you start, when you offer that to somebody, a client in whatever setting, the, the, the shift in attitude is so quick and so positive. It always, it always makes, yeah, it always, I always noted, and I noted that with Robbie, that yeah. he got it. Yeah. But what was so interesting as well is that chances are tomorrow Robbie would forget that. I know, I know. And that's all of us. That is all of us. So, right? so how does Robbie dip into that again? How does his body get to remember that feeling in that moment? Yeah, the the feeling in the moment is probably the way. Mm. Um, um, Yeah, the the thing is, when you have an aha moment or grand insight in therapy, reading a book with a friend, Mm -hmm. wise friend, Mm -hmm. you have this grand moment like, hey, maybe, excuse me, maybe it is this before that. Yeah. Maybe I have to offer the peace before the money comes. Maybe maybe this wild shrink's got something here. Maybe I need to, yeah, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to do it. The problem is a new thought, a grand realization is a little baby in your psyche. Mm-hmm. So let's spend a moment here. Any grand insight, anything you learn on radio or whatever, and you hear it, you're like, ah, oh, that's interesting. That That's true. Wow, an aha moment. Hey, if I remember this, this, this might change my life. Mm-hmm. But by tomorrow, you're going to forget it. How on earth is that possible? Mm-hmm. And it's happened to all of us. Grand insight. This is going to change my life if I remember it. And three days later, you go, oh, what was that again? Mm-hmm. What's happening is that this thought is like a little baby in the subconscious, mm-hmm. a little baby just starting to gain its ground into your psyche, starting to integrate, and then if given enough attention, will assimilate and then, ah, become a part of you. The problem is there are quite a few ogres in our subconscious, in our psyches. These things have been around forever. These beliefs, these thoughts, no, 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 I just make the money. Once I have the money, the peace will come then. These things are so huge that they gobble up the little baby, if you will. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible visual there. Sorry, but you know what I mean. Yes. So, 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 so the game here and what Robbie will have to do if that was an authentic realization for him. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever essence, whatever the authenticity, whatever the authentic realization was for him, even a slight spark. Mm-hmm. What he would need to do is is a couple of things. Firstly, the first name of the game when you have a grand realization is you have to find a way of remembering it mm. actively. Yes. So I actually put reminders on my phone. If I have a grand realization, I put a reminder to pop off every three days to remind me I had this grand realization and worded precisely how I thought it. Once, so, once that, once that reminder is there, you, you know the baby is growing. And once the baby is strong enough, then an opportunity, I guarantee you, will present itself for you to apply that new knowledge for just a moment, whether it's a thought, whether it's an action, a, a thought, a, a shift in thinking and action. And it is only when you've applied it, now the integration process begins. So, so that's a little, yeah. In Robbie's case, right, what, what I'm hoping is probably going to happen, I don't know what you think about this, is that the, the tension that I heard him release immediately when, when the moment or, you know, arrived, it felt to me like here was Robbie who was then willing or had made room for other ideas. Whereas before, he was just stressed, right? He, he, he had no capacity to take in something different. And when I heard him while he was departing, he had space. And it sounded to me like that space could take in new ideas and new thoughts, obviously building on perhaps new growth. Perhaps the, the only challenge there is that if, if Robbie doesn't remember, doesn't feed that baby, yeah. the ogres are way too big. So no matter how deep that realization is, I've had realizations that I've run around the house shaking my body thinking, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. If I remember this, oh my God. But the ogres are so big in our minds. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a little plan, a reminder, a something, tell a friend to remind, whatever, if there's no strategy to, re- to remember, I'm sorry to say, but that insight will mean very little in a few yeah. days. Okay, so so we we had started with this authentic desire because I think we did a lot of work with with uh, with Robbie there, and then you say extract the heart of it. Mm. Just explain that. Yeah, so this is about we hear in many many traditions about the power of word. You know, a lot of a lot of our traditions, religions, spiritual parts talk about word becoming flesh. Mm-hmm. If you look at neuro linguistic programming, in many ways, you can kind of also see the parallel there. Mm-hmm. And so, what the st- second step is, it's about getting through all the layers. You see, when you say I want something, mm-hmm. I, 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 as Robbie started with, I want uh, a family business, yep. right? This thing is, and a, a desire is big and it's nebulous and there's always a whole lot of fears trickled in, woven in, and we want to cut through all of that. And so as that's what we were actually doing with Robbie today, simply trying to get to the heart of the desire, the heart of the heart. Because when you hit the heart of the heart of the desire, I kid you not, when you really identify the heart of your authentic desire it feels like an explosion in your body <laughs> it that is how exciting it feels yes. and when you are able to do that then we want that emotion because only when you have that emotion have you chosen like we spoke for about before an intellectual connection to a desire is 
is, is meaningless in three or four days. We want an emotional connection and we make emotional connections to absolute truth. And so that extraction of the heart of the desire is the journey into what is the absolute truth of the sitting at the same time. So the distinction is the heart is he wants peace. And when yes. he connected to the peace, it really landed with him as opposed to I want a family business. And I mean, to be honest, with Robbie, we would have needed a little more time. Mm. The, the, the difficulty with, 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 with all of us is that we are more locked in the mind mm-hmm. than ever before, right? Mm. People who are trying to meditate in this day and age, I mean, you know, masters yeah. say that in this day and age, if you can meditate for 30 seconds, well done. Mm. This is how hard it is. The mind has never been as engaged mm. as it is now. We are swirling in the mind no understanding that we are actually more than the mind. Mm. I mean, try to get your head around that for a second. Do you even believe that, that you are more than your mind? And, and, and this is what this work is about. This work is about saying the mind has a role to play. We just need to start at some place a little deeper than the mind. You know, as they say, the mind is a great servant, but a terrible master. And for most of us, the mind is our master. We cannot stop spinning. We cannot stop thinking. And and this is part, and, and these are, so. What's the, what's the danger, Yasmin, so that it comes alive for people? What's the danger of having the mind as the master? What is the danger? Where do we even start? Firstly, if you are not your mind and you are more, if you are only in your mind, yep. then do you even know who you authentically are? Hmm. Hmm. Simple, right? Yeah. It, if I you get are it. more than I your mind. I completely get it because if you are in your mind, your mind will do what it was doing to Robbie, right? Um I need to get this and sometimes there'll be hurdles, but I can't get this because there's that. And then I can't do that because there's that. And then, so you will keep going and going and going and going. Oh, there's uh, no stopping. It. There's no stopping. Yeah. There's no stopping it. it, it in fact, uh, I can't remember who said it's not a mind. It's minding. Ah. This thing just keeps churning. And part of the work is to offer practical ways, easy little things, simple little questions, crafty, crafty little techniques just to drop us out of the mind just long enough to identify that authentic desire. We, don't, we, we can't drop the mind permanently. We need the mind, of course. But when you drop it for just a moment, you can see what you are beyond the mind. You can see what you authentically want. And once you do, then your trajectory changes immediately. The mind can come back in, and it will, and it must. However, you have now laid your path on the path of authentic desire, which makes all the difference. Making the emotional connection. Are you still there, Yasmin? Camilla, I lost you for a second. Oh, Sorry, what was that? Okay. I was saying, let's talk about making the emotional connection. Well, with making the emotional connection, and this is, this is the, the, the third step. This is what we are talking about, right? Can you drop out of the mind long enough to feel what this would feel like. I can't remember who it was that we spoke with the last time. Mm. Um, was it Sam? Who, 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 when, we, when we asked him, okay, if you got this thing that you wanted, I think it was financial abundance, what would it feel like? 
and there was dead radio time, right? Dead yep. air time, which is yeah. the worst thing on radio. Yeah. Yeah. I realized later, I forgot, I, I thought I was in a session. So, you know, we leave, I would leave a client there for a while to, to realize how hard it is to identify, authentic, uh, sorry, to identify a feeling. Yeah. And, and, and so, by the way, this always amuses me, you know, um, some of the people I work with are, are very successful professionals, mm-hmm. you know, like really super successful people. And, and when we start working and I start saying, okay, but now how does it make you feel? You know, there is such a sense of, sense of guilt and shame of not being able to identify what you feel. Because, you know, when you're a super successful person, you always have an answer. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and to be in the experience of not being able to have an answer is a very enlightening experience. And it's very rewarding if the ego doesn't quicken, uh, kick in too quickly and start making up stuff just to, to hide the shame and the guilt. Mm-hmm. But to be able to say, I actually don't know what I feel. Like, I don't know if I get there. I don't know if I... If, if leaving, if, if I want to stay in this relationship and what it would feel like to continue staying in this. Like when you don't, when you are unable to, to, to identify a feeling, it's a really good place. It, it, okay. it's, and if you're humble enough, then yeah. we can say, okay, now let's start the real work. Clearly, you do not have access to your feelings. And as we've said, desire, authentic desire is a feeling. So if you are not able to feel, how do you think you will ever be able to identify something that is, is, is a feeling, which is authentic desire? And, and, and for many people, people have learned how not to feel. It's safe. It's safe. Oh, it's so safe. Camilla, I, w- I did a little uh, impromptu survey of my friends uh, a couple, um, when was this, a while back. And I said to them, when was the last time you were in love, ladies? Like, you know, really super professional, smart women, they travel, you know. And the average time, Camilla, was 10, 12, 15 years. Holy hello. Wow. And this is how safe we are making ourselves from feeling. I mean, that's, of course, the relationships, that's a whole other game. But that's a lot about allowing feeling, right? Probably being out of control when this thing called love hits. And for a lot of us, we are willing to live without it Mm -hmm. than to bear to bear facing it, yeah. just feeling. Yasmin, we're going to have to go, but I believe you've got a, a class yes. a, for, for our listeners. Yes? Yes. Uh, we, I'm actually going to do a free webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had one once before, and it's really it's, it's, it's really valuable. You get the whole kind of the overview of the steps, and then we, if, if you're brave enough to talk on the, on the webinar, then we can work through your blocks like we did for Robbie now. So it's happening on Wednesday, 21 April, uh, 6 p.m. It's an hour and a half. And if anybody wants to join, it's free. Just email us at info at wildshrink.com. That's info at wildshrink.com. You can go to the website, wildshrink.com, or you can just um, text us your email uh, on 076-843-3146. That's Yasmin Engelbrecht, who's a psychologist and a life coach.